Welcome to the Perimenopause Power Podcast. We are Lisa and Natalie, two certified holistic health coaches passionate about helping women embrace their physiology to elevate their highest potential for confidence, health and energy. Perimenopause will be unique to you and each episode gives you the power in knowing that you can define your own journey. Let's get into today's episode. Well, hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of Perimenopause Power. Hello, Lisa. Hello, Natalie. It is great to be back here for another episode. It is. It's lovely. Always um, enjoy the days that we are able to do this. Yes, definitely. And we have an exciting guest in Narelle King, and I'll let you know about Narelle. Narelle is an organisational and wellness coach for Simply Happy. She helps individuals and families with additional needs or organisational challenges to implement simple organisational strategies so that they can create a clutter-free, safe and functional home. She also teaches yin and nidra yoga to help people feel calmer and more rested. Hello, Narelle. Hello. Thank you so much for inviting me on. Oh, we're thrilled to have you. And just before we hit record on the episode, I mentioned how I've known about you for a little while through my own wellness coaching journey. And it's really great to to talk to you and be able to put a a name and a face to uh, what I've learned about you over the years. Oh, thank you. (laughs) So we'd love to hear a little bit about you and uh, learn who you are and and what you're up to. So I am a mum to a 10-year-old and a 13-year-old Um, both neurodivergent children and a wife and also just recently had my own diagnosis of autism and um, have a background in education and sort of then moved into this wellness coaching and I love um, hiking and yoga obviously and um, definitely not so much hiking now it's more like bushwalking rather than hiking because the kids don't particularly love it camping just being outdoors and at the beach and otherwise reading a book I love reading books or listening to podcasts so learning in general yeah you're a woman after our own heart beach books water (laughs) love it yeah (laughs) definitely resonate with with what what you enjoy doing and you know you have a pretty active Instagram social page and you you are always sharing some great things on that page as well so it's always nice and inspiring to see what you're up to I know we're so fortunate to live so close to the beach and so close to the bush as well. So we've got everything really here at our doorsteps and Melbourne, you know, only an hour away. Yeah, so lucky. Uh, Your business Simply Happy provides services in decluttering, yoga and retreats. And we'd love to learn a little bit more about Simply Happy and also how it came about. So, yeah, as you alluded earlier, I did do my wellness coaching. Gosh, it's probably about seven years ago. So just I was teaching PE um, and decided I wanted something just a little bit different. So did the wellness coaching qualification and started working, doing that online with clients. And I would attract people who wanted organizational help and did a little bit of that, but I just missed that connection. So I was doing that, I think two days a week and the rest I was teaching. And it was probably four years ago that I sort of moved into then doing it uh, one-on-one. I had some support coordinators who reached out to me and said they had some NDIS participants and would I be open to working with them face-to-face instead of online and they were in my local area. So the business sort of 
merged and developed more into professional organizing and face-to-face. I still do have a couple of clients that are online and they're around sort of their admin. They're actually more business owners and who um, struggle with, who have ADHD, so just really struggle with their executive functioning and um, and it's just boring. That sort of works because I completely understand why they are like, can you help me do this and get the motivation to do it? And then the other part is the yoga. So I've done yoga since I moved to London when I was 20 and used it as sort of a way of controlling anxiety. I had really bad anxiety when I moved over there. I probably had it all my life, but didn't realize that it was anxiety until I moved to London. And yeah, just really fell in love with it. Did some small courses on my way back through India and came back to Australia and just really got into doing sort of classes every week. And and it was really flow and really intense sort of yoga though. And then as my children came along, I sort of started then to go more towards the restorative styles of yoga, which I needed because I was still going to the gym and had active you know, exercise regime. So I didn't really need that. I needed the yin in my life. So then um, when was it? When my son's diagnosis um, five years ago of autism, I was constantly overthinking at night and just really struggling with sleep. So I started doing yoga nidra. And that's when I was like, why am I just doing this? I should be teaching this. This is such a beautiful practice that so many mums could benefit from in my local area or even online. And so I did my qualification in that, a couple of different uh, units in that, and then also have done some yin teacher training. And I'm also about to do my yoga teacher training um, to be able to work in other people's centres down the track. But at the moment, I'm happy just doing my one class of yin. It's a yin and nidra yoga. So it's like three shapes of yin and then 25 minutes of nidra yoga, which is beautiful. And it's also about me. So it's not just about the people who would come and attend the class. I really enjoy that downtime and going and teaching and just sharing the benefits of those two beautiful practices. Oh, that's that's so beautiful. Mm. And as a fellow yoga teacher, my heart is just singing and full of love for that. <laughs> and it's funny, you know, I've um, been doing yoga for a few years now and, you know, I, I do get so much from my own personal practice, but gee, I get so much grounding and love when I'm teaching it. Yeah, it's so different from obviously organisation, running around, you're on go. So, you, you know, in that yang um, body and then whereas yin that teaching at night I don't feel like it's teaching like I get to wear leggings get to wear my Ugg boots and then get to then just really chill out like I, you know I'm wearing my watch just so that I can time it and I can see my heart rate like it's so low so it's a great yeah great job really for every Tuesday night that I teach it. Mm, beautiful so and beautiful and I was yeah. going to say if our listeners could see your face when we're talking you just have this radiant <laughs> smile on your face as you talk about it and we've also got a cheesy grin right back at you haven't we <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you have. yeah. I suppose that's the aspect of education like still to have that PE teaching but it's moved away from teaching mm-hmm. children to be teaching um, adults now instead and I, and I love that you've used that base you know you've just used that base of PE teaching and then you've worked on it and you've built on it, which, you know, so many women do. And that's part of this podcast is obviously, you know, about the power of being a woman and and what that means and being able to do different things that fill your cup and allow you to go, you know, change direction if you need to be and Mm. all that kind of thing. With the women, there's recurrent themes, obviously, that you're working with women. And 
Do you find there's recurrent themes with that 40 plus age group with women, you know, what they might be struggling with the most, for example? Well, definitely. At the start, when I was doing just the wellness coaching, it was women who were returning back to work, you know, they had their kids' activities, so the kids were sort of school age, primary school age. They were maybe even helping aged parents and they just realised that they needed support. They couldn't do everything anymore. And, and maybe also a lot of the toys, like the kids don't need all those toys and all those mm. clothes when they've gone to school and it's like, okay, look at this house, there's so much here. And so that's what it started off, whereas now predominantly most of my work is with neurodivergent um, women and there's also a few with um, brain injuries as well. So, but it's mainly around um, executive functioning. So I'm helping that. So that's definitely the main theme that comes out. So it's the part of the executive functioning. It's like working memory and also um, time management, planning, following directions and just organizing things. So there'll, there'll be sort of two great categories of clients. I seem to have people who really struggle with categorizing. They'll just look at a pile of things and go, I don't even know where to start. Or there's people who can categorize really well, but then they've got that emotional attachment to the items and find it really hard to let go of those items. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds a bit like me. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there's a two types. That's what I find. They're the two type of people that I attract and I love working with both of them. Obviously, it's, it's different the way you work with both of them because the categorizing for me is like something I love. I'm like, yep, here, give me that more mess, more of a junk drawer. I'll categorize that into all the categories you need and then we'll go find yeah. homes. Whereas the emotional attachment is a lot harder and it takes a lot longer and it's a lot slower than the, um, than the actual categorizing sort mm. of side of it. I can so relate to that. It's funny because I can I can go through my boys' stuff when we're um, doing a bit of a clean-up and I can, nah, don't let that, nah, nah. But when it comes to my things, <laughs> I have such a hard time of letting go. So I've got, I've actually got two piles at the moment that I'm sorting through. It's like, no, just be strong. You don't need it. You haven't used it for ages. Get rid of it all. You know, where's it going to go? But that emotional attachment's real. Mm. It's really, it does play a big role. It sure does. And like, yeah, so a lot of them, like the, a lady this week that I was working with, 20 year old, and we, and she was like, I'm not, you know, that I'm, it was her first session. I'm not letting go of anything. And I'm like, okay, we'll just see. We can get a tub. We can put the things you're not using right now into this tub. So it ended up being sort of three areas, things, memories from trips she's been away on and she bought T-shirts or pieces of clothing which she said she never wears. And then there was sort of the summer outfits that she was like, we don't have room for them, so we'll put them in that box for the moment. And then there was um, just things that she wasn't sure whether she wanted to let go of. So, but, you know, that helped. And she actually let go of a whole rubbish, like small rubbish bag, but a rubbish bag of things that she was really not expecting. So, um, yeah, so we'll continue working on because that was only half the wardrobe. We've still got a little bit to go. Yeah, Yeah, that's so great. I recently just moved house actually two weeks ago to be exact. And we've gotten through most of um, our boxes, but then I remembered that we had a few boxes at my husband's parents' house. And I said to him, I said, what is there? I cannot remember what is there. So I'm actually thinking of picking up the boxes and just throwing Take them it. out. I see that scares me because <laughs> I'm thinking, oh my God, what if there's something that's really important in there? Yeah. Uh, you know what? As I'm getting older, yeah. and maybe it's probably the meditation and the yoga for mm. me, that it's just, it's that decluttering of the mind. Mm, yeah. And I feel like I have everything I need 
within me. And yes, I do hold on some things, particularly for my daughter when she was little, you know, I've got her little shoes and and things that I probably want to pass to her more than anything. But yeah, I feel like I sort of, yeah, can let go a lot earlier, but it's, it's my husband who um, holds on to things and I'm like, come on, we don't need that. Let's, you know, let's (laughs) minimize. Well, that's, that's the other thing that sort of comes up. I'll have the wife will ask me to come into the home and is happy for me to help. And maybe the children have diagnosis of autism. So I've worked um, with the mom and then the kids might have a curriculum day or they're homesick. And so they get to see a little bit and then see what's going on. I also wonder whether they've pulled a sickie sometimes when they know I'm coming so they can see a little bit. Um, But generally then I'll find out that it's the dad, the father that has autism and has this emotional connection to the things and that's what they're working through so yeah there's generally someone in the relationship who has the emotional connection to the things Mm, more so Yeah, yeah, it's such important work that you're doing. And I think, you know, especially for me too, I think it's really just shined a light on, you know, some of the challenges that people do have mm. in, in everyday living. And, uh, mm. you know, I think the work you're doing is really important. Yeah, because it's also like it's not, it's emotional clutter, calendar clutter, and it's also or like calendar life admin clutter, and then it's that physical clutter. And, mm-hmm. you know, we all have one of those really that's maybe out of whack, isn't it? That's more the clutter that we're, we're struggling with. Mm, yeah, and it all contributes to, you know, the flow on is to health and well-being, isn't it? And Definitely, yeah, yeah. It, it takes over and that's where we do find ourselves stressed and, and, and not thriving in life as we, as we want to. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and also just wasting time, wasting money, um, you know, rebuying things because you can't find it. Oh, we'll just get it again and then yeah. finding it, you know, two weeks later. That organisational work is really important, I think, in our lives. Is there any other things that you're seeing coming through your work that women are embracing to make their lives easier as well? Definitely like reducing like sharing the load. So I did my last series of my podcast um, a lot on life admin and how we can share the load within our life admin instead of taking on everything and what systems we can use within, you know, we've got this digital age, so we might as well be embracing some of that and using that. So definitely that seems to be a big thing and I do get a lot of emails or messages, DMs about things like, oh, I've started to set up a shared email with my husband or we've now set up password manager to share. So definitely that life admin seems to be taking a big step and sharing it, not just doing all of it by yourself. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. I, actually, I um, I was, I, I'm pretty sure, was it the Life Admin Hacks book? Yes, you, yes, yes, yes. No, I actually, I'm listening to the ebook of that at the moment and some of the things I think, yeah, I'm doing that. And I'm thinking, oh, that's a good suggestion. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, awesome, awesome. Oh, definitely recommend that book. We'll definitely have to put it in the show notes. The girls are great and have some great tips. Yeah, we definitely will do that. So as you know, our, you know, podcast is all about perimenopause and in particular helping to really shine a light on women coming into their power during this phase of life. And, you know, we hear so often that women, we're just not talking about it, but tides are turning and and we think it's great that we are being a lot more open about the phase of life and also, you know, what we're experiencing as well. And, you know, we'd also love to know from you, do you have a perimenopause power story that you might be willing to share with our listeners? Sure. So it was back in 2020. So just as we went into lockdown. So I also wonder whether it was triggered by the stress of Mm. it. And 
I had a missed period and I was like, went and got a pregnancy test and came home and did it. And then I told my husband and he's like, what? Like, <laughs> maybe it's like menopause. Have you not thought of that? And I was like, oh, no, I hadn't. <laughs> I, right. Okay. Yeah, maybe that is. Then. Well, I do love that he was onto it. <laughs> he knew before I did. So then I was Googling and that must have been. I don't know, who I started following and listening to a little bit about it. And then I was like, right, yeah, this is. And then there were other things like, um, so I started having heart palpitations. Mm. Um, I started also having hot flushes. They sort of developed sort of later into that year of 2020, maybe sort of the winter time. And I was like, oh, I can't sleep under this dinner and, you know, throwing the pyjamas off. And then also some, um, some, like thrush and bacterial vaginitis and things like that because of the change in hormones, mm. um, which I hadn't had sort of since, you know, having children or even before that when I first started getting my period. So it was like, what's going on? These are all those things that are changing. I remember from back when I was getting my period when I was younger, um, those hormone changes. And then the last one has definitely been bigger breasts. So I had to go and change my bra size, which that I was not expecting at all. I was sort of like, what's going on? And again, my husband was like, you don't seem to be fitting into that bras very well. <laughs> holding out the top. Do you need to go? I was like, yep, I need to go and get a new size and get fitted properly for them. So yeah, it's, um, that's probably sort of the things that have been happening and still happening. So I'm working with a naturopath and that has helped with the regulating the hormones, also bringing back the period so they're not so missed as often and um, and just with the hot flushes. That's actually helped the hot flushes so much. Yeah, yeah. so they're not so much throughout the night and waking me in the nighttime. There's a lot to be said for doing, um, you know, that lifestyle management and that, you know, other allied health, um, mm. you know, uh, practitioners that can come in and sort of feel the, bits of the jigsaw puzzle and trying to feel like you're a bit more back together oh definitely definitely I mean even your podcast because the heart palpitations I didn't realize was part of it until I've listened to some of the episodes to some of those things it's like all right that makes sense yes that's Mm -hmm. that's what's happening um what's the other the other thing has been some kinesiology and I was doing some acupuncture actually right at the very start when I was having the hot flushes yeah during COVID so yeah that was really helpful yeah, I think acupuncture for me has been a bit of a game changer, but also just and just forever changing the lifestyle things that, you know, just making sure I'm onto my sleep and um, also just that, you know, what I'm nourishing my body with as well. So, you know, it always does. It, sometimes it doesn't go to plan, but you just got to keep on that. It's a, it's constant learning, isn't it, around how you actually support yourself. Definitely. So definitely the with the naturopath, I did a, like a candida diet, which was really tough yeah, um, for a good month, but that definitely helped and everything else has settled down again. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. Having some allied health around you to support mm. you definitely helps. And okay. you guys like your, your, your um, podcast is fantastic because the guests you have just pieces all of the parts together as well. Yeah. And I think also too, what I do love is like, you know, uh, like yourself that we're talking to today is that everyone's got their own unique and different story. And I think that's what the big thing is about, you know, there's some shared symptoms, but everyone experiences them so differently and they can come at you when you least expect them. And you, you know, you might think that you're doing all the greatest things and they'll still come at you. So 
it's just a matter of being informed and actually being able to support yourself to go, okay, yeah, this is expected or I understand why this is happening. Or even if you don't, you can sort of go in and have a bit more of a, you know, a research around why those things might be mm, happening um, and then sort of just accept it and, you know, just move through it. And then you know that you're going to get to the other side. It's just, um, you know, it's through life, you know, obviously you have a cold, you you rest, you might up your vitamin C, you you know, all those, you nourish yourself and all those type of things. It's the same sort of thing. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, very true. And I was just thinking the same thing as you were talking to Raul that, you know, how many, I think we're in 30 something episodes and, you know, every conversation that we've had with women, you know, they've shared their journey and their story Mm. and every experience has Mm. been different. Even though there's been similarities across the symptoms, they have been different and, uh, and, and everyone's approach to the symptoms and that change of life has been different as well. And, you know, we can learn. And I think it's that, it's just that information knowing that, okay, this is possibly what it is. Even if you're not even quite in that phase of life, at least, you know, having that knowledge to say, okay, well, if it does happen, then yeah, maybe yeah. it is this, you know? So yeah. yeah. So it certainly makes that, um, that scare factor a lot less, mm. doesn't it? Like, you know, I think some women sort of think, you know, um, it's a well-known fact that you can experience anxiety and depression through perimenopause because you change in hormones. But just knowing that allows you to say, okay, I'm not going crazy. And, um, you know, obviously you, you go and speak to a specialist and make sure that everything checks out okay. But it's it's that understanding and having that education and support that's really important. Definitely, yeah. Mm. So coming to the power part of our podcast, and as you've probably come to appreciate that this podcast is all about power and finding and using your personal power as you transition through perimenopause, we'd love to know what does coming into your power mean to you and, you know, how will you define your own journey through perimenopause? Well, I think having a background in education it's about sharing the knowledge and sharing my experience and sharing any other experiences that you've heard about and just starting conversations. So for me, you know, I, with all of my different groups of friends, it's like having that conversation. And some of them have been like, oh, I didn't even think about that yet. And I was like, neither did I. At 45, I didn't think that I was, I just had that, you know, number 50 and that's when it would happen. So it's just, yeah, sharing. Whereas then there's a couple of other friends who were like, oh, yes, that's been happening to me too. And, you know, whatever they've looked into and other websites and other information that they've found. So, yeah, I definitely think it's about having conversations and just sharing knowledge and also about listening to yourself, which obviously through yoga that's really been helpful and really helped me throughout my life or later in life um, is listening to my intuition because when I was younger I didn't do that at all Um, I just well I didn't realize what it was and just that uncomfortable feeling and would ignore it whereas now you know I listen to that uncomfortable feelings like okay I don't have the time or I don't have the energy right now I need to um, make some space for myself Um, or that's maybe just not the right decision for me right now. Mm, so beautifully said and intuition is that conversation Mm. I've been having a lot lately and I was speaking to friends the other day and one of them said you know I just had this feeling that I had to reach out to someone and you know I I wasn't sure why but I just did you know and just it's amazing when you feel into what you're feeling in your body and whether it makes sense or not 
just going with it because mm. it, it feels right, right? And, yeah, yeah I'm definitely. a believer in intuition and just think it's, yeah, our bodies are always talking to us. Unfortunately, we're so busy, busy, go, 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 that we don't hear the whispers. But, yeah, when you when you definitely bring your attention and draw within, you, you do and it's just acting on it and you, you feel good, don't you? Oh, definitely, definitely. Like that, That's interesting you said that because that was last week. We were in Queensland in the Gold Coast and, you know, I was just getting a bit snappy with the kids and it was like, oh, what? What unmet need is not happening here? It's connection. It's a bit of uncertainty because everything was so planned for our holiday with my kids. And so I just reached out to two friends who live in the Gold Coast who I hadn't seen um, since before COVID. So whenever we went up there last. And it's so funny because one of them was like, I was just see, I saw your Instagram story and saw you were here and I was about to message you and you've messaged me at the same time. And both of them said the same thing. So it was lovely. I caught up with both of them. And, and this was generally one of the conversations that we were chatting about was around um, perimenopause. So, yes, wow. definitely that listening to that intuition and, yeah. And, and also having those conversations with those close to you because some women don't tend to, I think more women are talking about it most definitely, but there's still a lot of no talking about it and, you know, women just sort of um, keeping, not so much keeping it to themselves, but just, you know, not reaching out to other people to talk about it because actually when you do talk about what's going on with with those that are close to you, you actually feel a little bit normal, I think, around mm-hmm. what, what you're experiencing, don't you? definitely definitely it's part of building relationships as well isn't it it's my emotional intelligence coming out but it is it's about building relationships and fostering meaningful connections yeah and if any if we've learned anything over the last two years it is the power of those meaningful connections and and really positive relationships so and you know I think as well when we talk to women about talking about it they're like oh I don't want to delve into this with my boss or you know or my friend and and it's not even about going into the nitty-gritty it's just having as much of a conversation about it as you feel comfortable but also expressing some of that vulnerability to help Mm. people see and and yeah Mm. make those connections for sure yeah definitely yeah yeah, beautiful. So we'd love to know where can our listeners connect with you, Narelle? So they can go to simplyhappy.com.au, my website, and everything has links on there. But, yeah, or otherwise um, tune into the podcast, which is Simply Happy Conversations, which I have a conversation with Lisa on there, and you'll be in the next series as well on Natalie. And or otherwise on Instagram and Facebook, it's Simply Happy Circle, only because you can't, I can't have Simply Happy. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so, but it means like it's a circle of wellness so that I you've got, that. Um, you know, organisation is part of it as well as our mindfulness as well as our eating and exercise. So, yeah, the, how they're all interconnected. Lovely. So great. We'll include all of those links in the show notes and uh, I'm sure there'll be many that will reach out to you. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Narelle. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks again for sharing your time with us, learning how you can be your best energetic self no matter what life stage you are going through. Be sure to contact us if any of this content resonates with you. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss out on any of our future episodes. See you next time.